Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Welcome everyone to episode 28. How are you, Dad? I'm okay, Steve. I'm, I'm enjoying the sunshine. Yeah, how is it down in Broadstairs? Oh, beautiful today. Really yeah. beautiful. We're going to pop out uh, later on today and uh, take advantage of the sunshine. Yeah, well, it's nice and sunny over here too. In London, it's really nice. Uh, very warm. It was really warm yesterday, wasn't it? Oh, it was. It was. It's great. Beautiful. starting to feel like summer now. Yeah, went to a barbecue yesterday afternoon. Went to a bar- oh, see, I'm jealous. See, I <laughs> I haven't got a garden. I I can't. I haven't got a barbecue actually. So, <laughs> oh, it wasn't my barbecue. It was uh, it was your, son, your brother's Justin's. Barbecue. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. oh. uh, was really good. We enjoyed it. Yeah. Good. Good. So, um, everything going all right? You've done pictures. Yeah. The um, finished that project. You know the project. The animal project. The, the new animal. Finished off now, and they. Uh, the brick came out very well. The brick, yeah. yeah. That's going to really confuse people, isn't it? Oh, definitely. And also, I might add, um, I, there were two bricks originally, but I ended up one brick and some paving stones, which I changed. One brick and paving stones. Mm, yeah. Yes, it, it, it made the picture look a little better. Oh, interesting. That's going to really confuse people. <laughs> well, it won't be long now, isn't it? A couple of weeks, Steve? Is yeah, a couple of weeks. That'll go up. Yep, the Rhino finishes next week, so yeah, that'll be up the week after. So yeah, soon soon they will be able to see it. Won't oh, be long. It's a lovely picture, even though I say so myself. Uh, <laughs> it's a lovely picture. Good, good, excellent. I'm not saying anymore because I'll give it away if I do. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, good, excellent, great. Well, I've had a good week. Thanks, Dad. Um, oh, how's your week, Steve? <laughs> yeah. It's all about you, isn't it, this podcast? It's all about me, me, me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. It's, yeah, it's, it's been really good. The tour's going really well. A lot of fun. Um, it's a tour, I don't know if I mentioned, it's a tour around primary schools. So um, they're sort of aged 10 to 11. And it's brilliant. It's a, it's a play about transitioning from uh, primary school to secondary school. So they're, you know, they're going to a new school Um and yeah, it's. I suppose it's like for Americans. I suppose it's like going to high school. You know, it's kind of right. like it's a big jump. There's going to be a lot of older kids, and we do this play about transitioning, and it's it's just brilliant. It's so much fun, and uh, yeah, the kids are great. Um, one of the schools last week, we uh, <laughs> we finished the finished the play and we finished the production, and we wanted to get out, but because obviously it's gonna it's always around that time where it's the end of the school day, so it's going to get really busy. So we all try to, you know, get out as quick as we can. And we went to get out and they'd locked the door. Oh, no. <laughs> so, and we were trying to unlock the door and we couldn't. So we had to call someone to get get out out of the school. We thought, come on, let us out, let us out. Um, and then so we got out of, of that, um, of the door. And then we went down to the school gates and the gates were locked. <laughs> we thought, oh. we thought, they just don't, we're trapped in this school. What are we going to do? And, um, you know, all the parents start coming. We're like, oh, we're never going to get out of here now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, almost got trapped in a school, but we got out eventually. Oh, I see what they, I, I, I see what you mean now. Um, they locked the school gates before they let the children out. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, the school, that, yeah, the school the gates, the school gates were obviously locked because they don't want people to escape, no. I suppose. <laughs> And uh, and they don't want um, 
they don't they obviously they want to like protect who comes into the school because we had to we had to yeah, buzz in to get in and we we um they wouldn't let us out so uh that's no, good it's good yeah so um other than that yeah it's, it's it's going really well it's another another week next week and then uh on to the next production Yes, that's that's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to seeing that myself because you're going to come down to Broadstairs with that, aren't you? Yeah, we're doing a few dates up here, uh, and then we're doing a few dates down in Broadstairs. So yeah, yeah, we'll, the next yeah one of the pod it'll be August. So one of the podcasts I'll be down there working actually on a play, and we'll be able to do a little Lovely. do a little podcast while I'm doing that. Um, Lovely. So yeah, lots going on. Anyway, this week we are just going to cover really some questions uh, that you guys have sent in, and that will sort of that do us for this week because obviously we're doing it over Skype, so the quality is not as good. So um, let's start with the first question. Where's Jonathan? We, he's got two questions for you, Dad. He says, um, "Why do you put the leaves on first ahead of the branches with watercolor?" Right. Uh, well, I I do this because it's got to be made obvious once you see the uh, next week's program. I, we started this week, didn't we, in the member site with the Quinton. Quinton, that's right. And I, I I watched it the other day, and it uh, was just the leaves, really. Yeah. Um, wasn't it? Um, and. But next week I put the branches in, and, and it'll be made obvious why I do that. Right. But the reason is with watercolor, if you have, if you want to put light over, or you want a branch to run through a tree, and you want some of the lighter uh, leaves to go over the top of the branch, you can't do it after the branch is in. Yeah, it, it won't. It won't work that way because watercolor is so fine that you'll see the branch through it. So you have to put the leaves on first, and. Uh, by doing that, you then interweave the branches of the trees and the trunks of the trees in with that. You can put the branches and the trunks over the top of the lighter leaves. That's not really a problem. Right. But it's the other way round doesn't work. You wouldn't you be want. able to see... You'd see the branches no. through the leaves. Yeah. For instance, in, in a little later on in, in the Quinton picture, some of the leaves fall over the thatch roof. Right now, it, now, how do you do? What do you do first? There, do you do the thatch mm. and the leaves over the top, or do you do the leaves and interweave the thatch? Yeah, it, well, you can see why you have to do that. Yeah, because the, the watercolor itself uh, is a transparent medium, basically. Mm. And once you put the leaves on, which I do first, and then you interweave the, uh, the building. Uh, or the, the, in this case, the thatch roof around it. If you did it the other way around, it wouldn't work at all. No, that's it works, with, works with acrylic. It works with oil, but it can't work with uh, watercolor. That's, so that's basically the reason I do it. Mm, that's that's the difference, isn't it, with watercolor? And it's is a the thing that you've got a contrast that you've got to remember, I suppose. Pastel pencils is the same. Uh, I would do the same thing with pastel pencils because again. If you if you would try to put light over dark, which we know doesn't work very well, uh, it would be exactly the same process. Watercolor and pastel pencils are very very similar mm. in their build up. Mm. So I think okay. I think uh, I think you'd understand that. It's a, when you, yeah, it will become apparent as well on the with the Quintin especially. Yes, as you see it, you can see there was no other way to have uh, done this picture. Yeah, uh, but I mean. It, it, 
it's mostly watercolour, I've got to say, but then the pastel pencils are the enhancement, and that makes such a difference at the end, as you'll see. Yeah, well, people have seen the the final product, and it is pretty extraordinary, isn't it? So, it is. Um, it's, it's really great. It's a great picture, and uh, I think people are going to enjoy um, looking at it. Uh, the one thing that uh, I was going to mention, and I don't have... The, details with me now the size did i put the size that's down that's there? his neck that's jonathan's next question oh oh right he wants to know the size of the painting yeah well how about that see um is, is it down it's not down there is it no you didn't put it down here no oh well i can't remember it now <laughs> that's useful <laughs> oh terrible Sorry. i really am girls worse actually i'll tell you what it is it's it's about a five size <laughs> <laughs> That's the best it's about A5 size. About A5 size, yeah. Well, well if we, that. maybe if we get, that's quite a useful thing. That's quite a useful thing to know. So are you able to get that? Do you want, or what do you want to do? Do you want to get that and we'll come back to them? No, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm measuring my A5 paper at the moment. Can you hear me rustling it? Uh, right. Do you want it in inches or do you want it in... Um, Can you tell us uh, both? Uh, I will. It's about seven and a half inches long. Okay. Right. By about five and a half inches deep. Okay. How about that? Okay, well, that's inches. Can you do your <laughs> metric? Oh, me, Steve. I said a both, and you said, okay, I'll do both. Oh, all right, I'll do both then. Uh, it's about 19 centimetres. Yeah. Long. And 13 and a half centimetres deep. Okay, there you That's are. That's the best I can do. There you are, Jonathan. I haven't got the picture with me, um, otherwise I would uh, measure no. the picture. What, so you haven't, what did you just measure then? I thought I'm you were measuring the picture. No, I measured the A5 paper. Well, <laughs> people can know what A5 paper is by going on Google. It's, it's half of A4, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you'd got the picture and you were measuring it. No, 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 no. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, now I'm trying to find the picture. I can't. Oh, you know what, Stephen? I've actually found the picture. <laughs> okay. In this jumble of a office I've got here, it's quite remarkable. I can tell you the actual measurements now. Right. This is next? okay, listeners. This is the measurements, not of A5 paper, of the picture. Now, what was the measurement I gave with the centimeter? Was it nineteen and a half? No, I did eighteen. I think you said I didn't. Uh, or I thirteen. Said nineteen and a half. If you play it back. Well, it is actually 19 and a half, would you believe? So I was spot on. Right, okay. 19 and a half centimetres by 13. So I think that, I said 13 That and is a A5. Near enough, A5. I did it actually on an A5, um, an A5 piece of paper, but of course I masked it off. And so when you mask it off, it's, uh, it's slightly, slightly smaller. smaller than that. But that's the actual measurement. Now, do you want those in inches as well? <laughs> Why not? It's seven and five eighths long. Yeah. By five and one eighth deep. Okay. That's the actual measurement. I've got the picture in front of me right now. Brilliant. Okay. Excellent. And I've got to say, folks, uh, that the picture that you've seen, which is as close as I could get to the original that you've seen on Facebook and the member site, doesn't hold a candle to the original. Really. It's always sad, isn't it, that that's the case, yes. I wish people could see the original picture. The original... It's always the same, though, Stephen. Whenever you have an original picture, mm. uh, you know, and you see a print, a print is a very good representation of it, but it cannot 
tell you. I don't know why that is. You know, it's, I must maybe talk about this one day because there's something about an original picture. I mean, there's all sorts of spiritual angles to this, like the soul and the, yeah. and the all your energy goes into it and all this sort of thing, which, okay, I mean, there may be well be some truth in that. But all I know is what I see when I look at a picture. When I see an original picture, yeah, it speaks to you. Yeah. When you see a print, it doesn't. Mm. It's like it's I, almost alive. It is. It, it kind of it has a, can I say a presence? You, you can I say think, that. I think, I think people, when they go and visit art galleries and they see really, really good art, you know, the real professional, great masters, they can look at a picture and it can, it, they can, it can fall under their spell. You know, you can fall under the spell of the picture. Yeah. It becomes hypnotic almost. And there's something about it. I don't know what it is. It's something that comes out and speaks to you. Well, after all, if you think of the, the passion and the expertise and experience that goes into a painting by someone who, who's very good at it, mm. that transfers itself to the picture. Yeah. It's got to, hasn't it? It's yeah, absolutely. A, a twist of a brush, you know, and all this. Sort of it's absolutely fascinating to see. Yeah. I'm glad we'd mentioned this because it gave me an opportunity to look at the picture while I'm talking to you now and actually express this to you, this this. Been. Yeah. Anyway, it, I can't. I can't do anything about this, folks. Well, we just have to have an exhibition somewhere uh, where everyone can come and see it from all around the world. That would, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Or, or I could visit all these places around the world. Yeah. So abs- yeah. If anyone's willing to uh, sponsor us Anybody to do a world a world tour, um, we're we're happy to do that. I can bring all my pictures around. I've been in a big portfolio. I'm yeah. very happy to do it, Steve. That's fine with me, yeah. Okay, calling all airlines. Anyone who wants to uh, start from that? <laughs> okay. Um, I, think we've, I think we've exhausted that question. Yep, yep, nice. <laughs> Next one. Um, hi, Colin. I've just signed up to your amazing lessons and would like to ask, what is the best way to sharpen pastel pencils? I tried various sharpeners without much luck. I am now using a craft knife and sandpaper. Thanks, Wendy. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty good actually. Craft knife and and sandpaper. I mean, we, we just, this has come up before and will continue to come up uh, because it is one of the bones of contention that we have with pastel pencils. If you use a pencil sharpener, uh, it tends to crack. Right. You know, a normal manual does. Uh, there is uh, electric sharpeners uh, are not too bad. There's two problems with them. One is if they break the, the lead the legs get stuck in the uh, the electric pencil sharp and it's a devil of a job to get it out again yeah that's the first thing but secondly it can if you're not careful take half your pencil because you you push it in and if you don't watch it half the pencil's gone <laughs> yeah 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 I, I can I, imagine. i've seen it happen i've seen it happen yeah you, know, you end up with a full pencil and end up with half a pencil because it's it's all gone into so you've got to be careful so i, I tend to fight shy of Pencil sharpeners mm. altogether, and but also I you a, you get I more you get more control, don't you, over a, with a craft knife? Control of the point. You do, yeah. You get a you you get a a, a better point, definitely. Uh, a razor blade is my preferred um, tool. Yeah, I've got. I'm very close to the point, and then I can hone it. Um, Stanley knives are very good too, uh, because they're heavy and they can tend to. Uh, they make a good job anyway, yeah. and craft knives are good. 
The only thing I would be wary of is scalpels. People have used scalpels, and the danger with those is they're very, very sharp, as you can imagine, and you can slip. And I've seen people actually cut themselves using a scalpel. Yeah. So I tend to bite shy of that. Sandpaper is a good idea, though. <laughs> yeah. If you can, you know, you can get a fine, fine sandpaper, and you can just run the pencil, twist it round when you to get a really good point on it. So it's another good idea. Okay. Anything, what works for you, really, Steve? Yeah, well, Wendy, and for anyone else that's interested, there is a video on how to sharpen pasta pencils that you've done on YouTube. That's right. And that explains, with the razor blade, how to sharpen the pencil. Yes. Um, and there's also another video that, again, we put on YouTube, um, I believe, holding the pencil exercise. That's right. that's and that right. shows you the different kind of um, points you can get with using that's the right. razor blade um, and how they they translate to an image uh, to drawing a, a picture yeah that, that's all good you, you can't get enough information on this sort of thing when you're starting out so mm. I, I advise wendy strongly to view those uh, yeah uh, but but keep keep away from scalpels and pencil sharpeners yeah and you know, yeah pencil sharpeners and manual pencil sharpeners yeah Okay, excellent. The next one is from Dale, and he asks, uh, Colin, what is the difference between white charcoal and pastel pencils? I wonder how many people out there knew that there was white charcoal. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, and a lot of people don't either. White charcoal is fine. It actually can work within uh, the same as the pastel pencil. It works with the pastel pencil okay. I've got a couple. Um, I, I tend to only use them for fine lines and if, if I wanted a whisker for instance I could put it on with the white charcoal but I would to be honest I wouldn't go out and find them if you haven't got one or can't get access to them I wouldn't bother right because uh, you can sharpen a pastel pencil a white pastel pencil up and that would really do the same job okay as white charcoal. is there any but, difference in the effect that it gives no not really if I if I was if I was being honest, I think the white charcoal is anything a little waxier. Right. It's not, it's not wax, but it, it's waxier than the pastel. You know where the pastel pencil is chalky? Yeah. The uh, white charcoal is less chalky. Okay. The best, best I can describe it. Interesting, interesting. And that, so it, the difference of, of putting that on is not a huge amount. No, I wouldn't bother to bother. Because it's waxier, it doesn't produce a bit def different effect, really. No. 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 no it, it's not... There's a, it, when you put it on the paper, it's got a slightly different look to it than the, the, the pastel. And if it's... If, I'm all for uh, innovation, mm. but I don't think this is, this is uh, useful to people. And, okay. um, although, I mean, if you've got one, fine, use it. But if you haven't got one, don't bother to buy them. Yeah. Not for what we do, anyway. Okay. Pastel pencils are definitely the cat's whiskers. The cat's whiskers. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. The next one we have is from Natalie, and she asks a really good question, uh, which is our last one for today. Colin, what do you like about being an artist? Oh, gosh. Oh, how long have you got? <laughs> I mean, the, the when I first started in art, uh, I thought how wonderful would it be to sit and paint all day and, you know, get money for it. But it doesn't work quite that way, you know. Um, artists are a little bit like actors, Steve, so you can associate with this, I'm sure. Yeah. You get 
to a point in your trade where your work becomes obsessive. That's why uh, the, I uh, can't remember his name now, the bloke who chopped his ear off. <laughs> his memory's going now. Anyway, the chap who chopped his ear off. It was through frustration. And this is how it can get you, Art. I was very, very lucky because although I started off down this road, I turned, uh, turned it around and went down the teaching road. Yeah. Teaching what I do now. And I'm extremely happy in what I do. And I've been very privileged over these years. That's what it is for me. That's what I like about being an artist. But if I was an artist struggling, as people do, uh, to do a painting and then spend all that time and energy and then find it doesn't sell and it ends up uh, as one of the many hundreds of pictures maybe you've got in an attic, I don't know whether that is something that I would really want people to go down that route. Yeah. I think it's better to stay, if I'm perfectly honest, in the amateur area, enjoy what you do as a leisure pursuit rather than go down and say, I am an artist. Mm. Uh, and, you know, there are great, there are rewards, obviously, to it, but it's something that I feel, and we, we want to, perhaps you can talk about this another time, see, there's a lot to this particular subject. Yeah. We're, we're bringing it up again. But the question was, what do I like about being artists? The fact that I can enjoy what I do, thoroughly enjoy what I do, uh, and indulge myself in all the, the different medias that I cover and do. Mm. And I love every minute of it, but I don't have to sell the work at the end of the day. Right. I'm selling the idea, I'm selling the teaching, I'm selling the learning through the video and the member site. So that's where my pleasure is. Yeah, so that's if what I, that's what you like and that's the unique difference with what, what you do. Is, that's why I like being what I am. And I have never really called myself an artist. I'm an art tutor. Yeah. Whenever I put, uh, when I have to fill forms in, you know, official forms, what's your profession? I say art tutor. I never say artist. Yeah. I say art tutor. Because it's, uh, that's what I consider myself. Right. I hope that. So I think that probably answers the question. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's also a very selfless way of looking at it, I think, as well. You know, because that's you know you are even though you are an artist that's not how as you view yourself i don't see myself the that. priority for you is being the teacher that you are and, and um people learning from what you do that's right that's right which is a very which is a very humble way of of, of putting it and, and viewing it well it, and and but it's true as you know you know yeah. me well enough and uh, that's how i view it i've never one of the problems, I think, when you start out with art and people start telling you, gosh, that's lovely. Oh, wow, you are brilliant. You're a brilliant artist. You are the cat's whiskers, you know. Oh, I've never seen anyone like... You can, you can start believing that. Yeah. And when that happens, you're in trouble because then your ego starts to inflate. And I've seen this happen many, many, many times uh, over the years and I certainly won't mention names, but there's quite a few people I could mention who have taken that on board, who have been told over those years how good they are, and they believe it. Yeah. 
and that's fatal once that happens. I know how good I am, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, blow my own trumpets, I know how good I am, but what I do, I know how good I can be if I really keep trying, because yeah. that's what I'm still doing. I'm still learning every single day, every time I put pencil to paper or uh, watercolour, whatever I do, I'm just learning all the time. And if I stopped learning, I would give up. Yeah, that's I'd really... i pick it up straight away. Yeah. Because there's no challenge anymore. No. It's the challenge that's important. Hmm. That's a really good uh, explanation, a really well, good I, answer. I haven't gone on that one, but it, it, it's it very passionate about this kind of thing. And I, I, it really it does annoy me when you come across people who start crowing. And, and I've seen a few and met many of them who think their work is... Oh, you know, gosh, I'm good. Look at, look at, look at the way I've done that. Yeah. I mean, it makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I, again, I won't exhaust this subject because maybe we could talk about it another time when I'm mm. down. But the, the I get the same in acting in in the acting world. You obviously do. You get it in a lot of professions. Um, but I can totally understand where you're coming from, and I, I'm exactly the same. I mean, I'm very early on in my acting career, as people probably know. So I, I'm learning huge amounts every production I do every character every script I read everything I learn an absolute huge amount and it's, it's you, you do work, end up working with people that you know think they're you know the bee's knees and uh, it's it's a bit it's it's not it's not nice necessarily to be around those kind of people you know they don't make you feel good no no no. Um, so well, you know, in either you, you we've, I've heard people like Judy Dench, and just to name one, and Helen Mirren. These people, they know exactly how good they are, but they would never ever, you know, blow their own trumpet. If you ever hear them being interviewed, they never ever say, "Oh yes, well, I can, yes, I really did this and I did this." No ego coming out, they don't do that because no. they know, just like everybody else knows, they're human beings, they're learning all the time, they love what they do, they thoroughly enjoy it and they love the challenge of, uh, of uh, you know, new productions or new parts Yeah. Uh, just as an artist the challenge of a new picture uh, and that's where the, that's where the um, passion is there not, not telling people how good they are yeah. And you're quite right, Steve. Yeah. Mm. You've got the right attitude. If you if you haven't, I'd have made sure you had. <laughs> I've told you by now. But, yeah, you know, exactly. It, yeah. It's important that you do that, and you you you, you get further that way in in your. And I mean, you, whenever you meet people, Steve, and you you, you we know the, the, the personality comes out. It's not oh how good I am. You want to know about other people. How good you know? How do you do this? How could I? How could I better myself? How could... These, yeah. these are the questions that you need to be asking, not crowing on how brilliant you are. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. I anyway, I think uh, I think you've answered that. Yeah. Well, done. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's um, let's call it a day on this one then, because we're we're heading up to thirty minutes, and I just wanted to say that if uh, you've got a question for dad and you want to send it through you can email uh, dad directly uh, with the email address colin at bradleygallery.co.uk and if you put in the subject line uh, podcast we'll mention your question on the show 
And uh, if you have a chance, it'd be nice if you could rate us on iTunes to boost us up the lists. Uh, if you've got a spare minute, just rate us out of five stars and perhaps write a little positive review. It's always nice to hear people's feedback. And you can follow Dad if you're not already liking his Facebook page. You can like his Facebook page, facebook.com slash Colin, um, what is it, Colin1940. And that's where we reveal all these pictures and things like that. So if you're not currently liking the Facebook page, head on over to that. There's a load of stuff on there. Uh, we actually uploaded, or I actually uploaded a YouTube video uh, of the daffodil speed painting. I always forget to mention YouTube, but we do try to get one up every week for, for people to watch, which is obviously free. So the daffodil speed painting went up because we finished that project. So that's a, a good little watch. It's only a minute and a half. Where does the rhino speed painter go up, Steve? That a rhino speed painting. Yeah, that will go up after the final part because that's got to be cut and uploaded. So yeah, so in if not next week, the week after because I've got to oh. got to have had all that footage done and then put it all together. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, yeah, that's it's gonna yeah, it's a lot. That that rhino project is a huge project. Nine parts. Yes. I split that into nine wow. nine episodes. And they're roughly about half an hour long. So to speed all that up <laughs> and put that all together is my computer was struggling, you know. But um, this is the, another good thing about the members' site, you know, that nine nine episodes, nine parts. You just trying to put that into a, an hour DVD, Steve. <laughs> if, I, if I asked you to cut that into a DVD, I'd I'd probably have a nervous breakdown. You would do, wouldn't you? I think I think I'd have yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, no limits, no limits. Anyway, um, you got anything more you want to say, Ad? Uh, no, no, I'm going to leave it until we, we are face-to-face next week. Yep, well, I'm, I'm after the tour, I'm coming down because I am singing in Broadstairs on the 6th yeah. of July, so I'll be down that way. So we'll record a, we'll record a podcast then. So, okay. okay. That's terrific, mate. Yep. Lovely. Okay. See soon. Yeah, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. I am Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy your week. I think on a day like today, you should, you should have an iced tea. An iced tea? An iced tea. Oh, not a nice tea, an iced tea. <laughs> what, a nice tea? Oh, no, you could have a nice tea, but I think you should have an iced tea. A nice iced tea would be good. <laughs> and how about a nice iced tea? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have one of those.